Hey everyone, and welcome back to At the Coffee Table Podcast. This is episode 74, and I am Jason Clink, your host. Today, I am joined by uh, Riley Doty. Uh, Riley is an employee for NASA down in uh, Houston, right? Yep, I'm in Houston. Houston, Texas. She's also an event mm-hmm. coordinator for Speak Truth Without Fear and an ambassador and creator for Today's America. Uh, Riley is a patriot and doing some very or spreading the word with some very interesting messages and I first came across Riley on uh, Instagram and uh, my first initial thought and I think it was when you guys were picketing outside of NASA if I'm correct yeah yeah I I saw that and I'm like what is this young lady is really (laughs) making some noise and making some waves in this current environment so Riley thank you for joining me here today really appreciate it Thank you for having me. So we're going to jump right in a little bit here, and I wanted to get just dive into your background maybe just a little bit. Um, you know, you're very you're very vocal on social and social and your in your beliefs, and it's one thing that I admire about anyone that can can stand by their beliefs, their morals, their ethics, um, in, in order to make positive change, and. What kind of, what brought you down this path? You know, how did you get, not only to NASA, but um, kind of into the, the patriotism, patriotic type movement? Yeah, so my NASA story kind of started um, when I was in fifth grade. I'm from Illinois, and um, we have like a, a community college that does, it's called a Challenger Learning Center. And so they do like simulated space missions um, and you go on mission control and the spacecraft and stuff. And I was only like 10 or 11 at the time and I just fell in love with it. And I was like, I'm going to work for NASA one day. And so kind of everything I did with school, um, college uh, was for that. And so I finally got the opportunity last year and then I started this past January. So I've uh, almost been there for a year. Um, I'm in their Pathways program, which is a co-op program. So I'm basically working there on and off until I'm done with my bachelor's degree. So that's kind of the story there. So it's always been my dream um, since I was in fifth grade. And it's it's been awesome um, to be there. I did public affairs work and some contract financial type work this past year. And then I'll be back in January um, in HR and hopefully back to public affairs type work. So it's oh, been a really, great. really exciting time. Yeah. Um, and then for the political realm, um, I didn't really, I would say probably 2016, um, I really got into the political realm. Um, I was a big Trump fan, I mean, I still am. Um, That's when I kind of started doing a a ton of research and kind of just learning why I needed to pay attention to certain issues, stuff like that. Um, And so, you know, I was, I went to a rally, stuff like that. I paid attention to the news. Um, But then, I mean, I wasn't super involved until I would say probably this year and a little bit of last year with all the COVID stuff going on and the election. Um, And so it really kind of catapulted me into just being um, full force, paying attention to everything and really um, seeing the corruption and seeing the deceivement and the lies from the media. I really just couldn't stay silent anymore, especially when I was seeing people get hurt from certain things, like physically hurt. Um, And so that's kind of why I started speaking up. And then my job was affected by the federal vaccine mandates. So that's where you saw that post. Um, That was our first protest outside of NASA Johnson Space Center where I work. And we have a great group of people that put that on. And so, um, you know, when it 
it really affected me is when I, you know, kind of went public with it. And then, um, yeah, I've just been growing my account from there and trying to get the message out. And there's, to me, there's, there's a lot, well, first of all, there's a lot to kind of unpack it unpack there but to me there's there's something very true about a grassroots campaign and I think that's where a lot of real change is derived from let me ask you this how old are you I'm 21 20 okay so we come from very two different generations um, and so you're probably kind of at the tail end of the Millennials right I'm like right in the middle. I, I see different okay. years on different websites. So yeah, yeah, I'm in the middle of what is it, Gen Z and millennials. Yeah. So and the reason I ask that, so I you know I'm a, a Generation Xer, and I and I just learned here recently from a, a, a colleague of mine about the the different generational gaps and how Generation X is mm -hmm. realistically the smallest generation right now, and but my generation is probably responsible for the upbringing and the influence that was had on your generation. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, realistically, you're the same age as my son. So um, it, it's it's interesting how, and, and I come from a time, I grew up in a time, I grew up in the 80s, I'll age myself. I grew up in the 80s where um, it was all about the Cold War and it was all about the battle with Russia for supremacy and mm -hmm. The more I look back on history and the more I read about history, you see a lot of what's going on today being played out over a number of decades. Have you done any kind of right. studying or uh, realizations like that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was a big history nerd in high school, and, and I still kind of am. I love learning about history. I mean, I'm nowhere close to, like, you know, reciting actual things and um that may have gone on or like remembering everything correctly, but um, I, I do love and enjoy learning about history. And I, I have seen certain parallels, you know, um, to what's going on today. So it, um, I've, I like the saying where it says, uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And I like that uh -huh. because, you know, if you, if you compare stuff that's going on today with something that happened back then, people, people get offended or they, they don't like that you're comparing it if it's a sensitive issue, but it's like, you're not saying what happened is, the same to the same degree or it's as bad as what happened back then you know whether talking about a war or talking about a big event something like that but it's it's more of it rhymes so it's it's the same process that led up to that event is happening again today and you know it's yeah. with different with different tweaks here and there so but yeah I, I definitely see the parallels in some areas yeah and so and it's interesting and, it, and it's encouraging to me that you know, someone of your young age and your generation is really taking a vested interest in what's going on in our country and trying to make a difference. And I think that's super encouraging because mm -hmm. we realistically need some new leadership and we need people right. that are, are service leaders and not leading for their own selves. And, you know, I think about how, you know, I'm a constitutionalist and a conservative by heart. I identify with a libertarian platform. Um, so to me, and I've been saying this since before the last presidential election, is that the extreme left and the extreme right, doesn't matter who they are, they're tearing apart the Constitution right down the middle. Right. And we have the what we've allowed over the last 100 years to have an elite class, uh, the top 1%, to get and remain in power. 
and they have completely forgotten what it's like to have constituents. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you see or do you feel that you know your that the younger age groups are are looking to and will be willing to rise to these leadership positions because we really need to have that shift and that change, especially from the top of the mm-hmm. top office of the land to the very lower ones. Yeah, I mean, I I think this generation is, is more influential than people might assume or people might think because we are so connected, you know, with social media and media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's easier than ever to communicate with people, get news, um, create and consume content. Um, put your opinions out there, put your beliefs out there. So, uh, you know, no matter where you're located and that, that promotes diversity of thought. I mean, you would hope so, but, um, I think, uh, you know, everyone has been super informed, especially probably this past, these past couple of years, um, or at least has those, um, access points to get informed. Um, and so I, I really believe just, just with seeing, um, things that have taken place are like certain people um, in the House and Senate right now. I mean, Madison Cawthorn, he's one of my favorite people to follow. I mean, he's he's super young and he's doing amazing things and he he, he doesn't really care what people think of him. He's going to push what he wants to push. And I love that. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, and looking at like Turning Point USA's events, stuff like that, there's so many young people that are involved now than before. And I think we wouldn't have even have known about uh, organizations like that if it wasn't for social media. So I really think God is kind of turning this generation for good and giving us the tools if we're smart with it so we can actually change the game. Yeah, and what what concerns me is like watching what goes on in Washington and watching what goes on with the younger generation of politicians. So you got, you know, you have... Um, who you were just talking about? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar, but oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then you got then you got somebody like Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is a veteran. Tulsi Gabbard is a young woman that went to Congress, tried to do good, tried to do well by her people and her 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 population in in Hawaii, and she locks horns with the one percent elite in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and they make her out to be something she's completely not. But yeah. she continues to, she continues to try to get her message out on social, even though she's no longer in Congress. Yeah, I think um, the Rhino issue is a big deal, especially for the Republican Party. Um, yeah, and I think I think a lot of people are seeing that nowadays, and it's motivating them to get involved with politics and even maybe run for office because they they don't want that to keep happening, and they they know in their gut that they. They wouldn't be bought out, or they wouldn't be sold to anyone, and they would they would stick to conservative values and really revamp the Republican Party. And I think a lot of young people are wanting to do that, um, you know, when they when they are of age. Looking into your crystal ball, do you see over the next couple, two, three years, any kind of seismic shift towards grassroots movements in the in, um, in these political uh, races? So I feel like. I feel like the next the next year i feel like we're gonna kind of still be in this kind of waiting period this slump because i think COVID hit and it all went downhill and so now we're just we're just waiting for the dust to settle and everything to clear so but i feel like it has woken a lot of people up um i mean me included and i i consider myself a conservative way back to 2016 
Um, but I think, I mean, I had tons of red pill moments this past year and a half, I'd say, um, that really woke me up even more to different things that were going on. So I feel like it was a blessing in disguise, a blessing and a curse um, to, to wake people up to see what was actually going on to promote those types of movements and to get people, to get more people on board with the side of truth. So, um, and you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ. So I know things, you know, do have to get bad before they get better. Um, and you know, we don't, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. So, but, um, I know a lot of Christian leaders believe it's going to be soon. We don't know what day, we don't know what time, but, um, that's what I kind of have to keep reminding myself of is that we we were called to do good while we're here and no matter the circumstances. Um, and so we're, we're kind of called to just cultivate those movements and keep growing those movements. And I, you know, like with the topic of abortion, you know, I, I believe the future here is going to be pro-life. And I believe a lot of people are going to become constitutionalists because they're going to have, you know, mandates. They're going to have all this crap knocking at their door and then they're going to get involved. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful, but you know, we can't control everything. So <laughs> it's just a waiting game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What kind of response have you gotten to your content, to your activities? I'm sure there's positives and negatives. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of both, but it's, it's more, it's just kind of overwhelmingly positive. And I mean, I, I have my personal Instagram account and I, I would go back and forth with people on there, you know, arguing with me. Um, and so that's why I kind of created the account I'm on now, the account you found me on, because um, I, I just wanted a space where I could speak my mind freely. And I, my very first Instagram post I wrote, please don't come around here talking or trying to argue. like. I'm not blocking you because I can't argue with you. I don't, I'm not equipped to do that, but because I just don't care. Like I'm, I've realized you cannot, it, you can work with people who are on the fence, but you cannot argue with people who are beyond brainwashed. I mean, it's, it's just a waste of time. And so I, I've hit that block bo button a ton with this new account. And I used to be so against that. I used to duke it out with people, but I'm like, it, you know, they're arguing something that I know is not factual. There's no evidence to back it up. But I do I want to spend my time doing that? Because it's not going to convince them. So those types of people, you know, I just got to block, lesson release, and then focus on people who are being super positive. And it, as I said, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And as I, after I posted um, the first picture of me at our first Freedom Rally at NASA, um, I don't know if you know David uh, Harris Jr., but he actually reposted that and tagged me, and he's got a huge following. And so I, I got this overwhelming, um, you know, amount of new followers and messages of people saying they don't feel alone anymore, messages of people working for NASA's contractors or different NASA um, centers across the U.S. who were saying, wow, we need to organize this here. And so, you know, if anything came from that with all the hate I got, um, I think we sparked kind of a change at NASA um, with the people who wanted to start organizing themselves, you know, maybe at the Florida Center or headquarters in D.C. Um, and really people all over at their own jobs who are facing the mandate. So I, it's, it's been such a blessing. And, you know, that's kind of good. And what I was thinking about, and I mean, I sure wrote it down so I didn't forget. Um, what I was thinking about was that I created this podcast based around... Uh, all my years in a fire station and we would sit down mm -hmm. at the kitchen or the coffee table 
and solve all of the world's problems over a cup of coffee or two. And my point being is that we would sit there and have these conversations and we would disagree and we would yell at each other. And But <laughs> it, at no point did we try to cancel each other out and, and ignore people right. because we didn't agree with their politics or didn't agree with their point of view. Um, and I think it's fair. It's a waste of energy to try to convince somebody that's already convinced themselves. Right. Um, all you can do is continue to inspire others in spite of, you know, the ones that are going to, if they're going to hate, they're going to hate. Right. And I like so, to say, um, sorry, one more thing. No, I like to say that, um, you know, there, there's a lot of people, um, who, who have tried to bring me down multiple times, just, um, you know, threatening to contact my job. And I'm like everyone else, my opinions, my beliefs and morals and values don't reflect my employer. I mean, I, I do this off of work time. I mean, I scheduled this off, even though I'm not at NASA right now, I scheduled it off of work time because I don't want that conflict of interest because my opinions are mine. Um, but I've had people threaten to send all my posts to my employer and that's just crazy me that they care that much. But, um, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you can say all you want, you can go on pages and, and shame my name and do whatever you want. But like, I, I have peace and joy through Jesus, through my relationship with Jesus. And no matter what happens in my life, no matter what people say to me, like no one can take that away from me because it's so rock solid. Um, and so, you know, you're not, you're not going to shake me. <laughs> and I, like, I wish, I wish I could. Um, and that's, that's another reason why I like to spread the gospel. I like to spread the word of Jesus because I want people to be able to feel that too, because, you know, I could easily get upset at what someone tells me or, or, you know, I see them on this other page, just talk and smack about me, but it really does not faze me because I have my worth and my identity and my value in Christ. And so, that's another message I want to spread because I would like everyone to be able to feel that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was just thinking, do, do you follow Ed Milet at all? I don't think so. I don't think I've heard of it. So, what is it again? so Ed Milet is uh, one of the bigger okay. social media influencers. And he's built several businesses. He's, he's a very successful man. And he's very true to his Christianity. And he just did uh, his own, he has his own podcast. He just did a podcast with <coughs> Joel Olstein. Oh, wow. Okay. And a very inspiring podcast. And he was, he just did a story today about how he had like 2,000 comments. And a majority of them were positive, but there was a small handful, 20 or so, that wanted to bash this true, genuine conversation he was having with Joel Olstein. Mm -hmm. um, and so it can be the most well-known influencers or it can be the, those of us that are just, you know, trying to do good with a small circle of influence that we have. Mm -hmm. And I guess my point being is you, you're going to have that kind of judgment from certain others, no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. It's so true. Yep. And, and the other thing I was thinking of, cause I was thinking about some of these influence and I, I consume, as you can tell, I consume a lot of, of. Um, <laughs> he's so okay. Yeah. So Andy Frisella, who is also a partner of Ed Milet, has a, a podcast called Real AF. And he has been, now, if you don't like swearing, don't listen to it because the F bomb is his oh favorite God. word. 
So um, Andy talks, Andy has been very vocal about what's going on and about how we need better leaders and more leaders and people to stand up and stand up to what their their beliefs and their morals and reminding every because he's he's also a constitutionalist uh, true to form and reminding people that you know we, we still have first amendment rights and right. um you know there are people out there speaking up and i and i would like to think that there's more people like you i think i would like to think that there's you know and, and maybe there i guess my question would be what would you say to someone that is really motivated to speak up, really motivated to make it make a difference, but not really sure where to begin. I would say, you know, and it's difficult because um, our culture right now is so indoctrinated um, to automatically cancel, shame, fire people who don't support the mainstream narrative. And so you're you're going to get canceled. Um, people are going to think you're the scum of the earth because they've been indoctrinated and brainwashed to think so because you don't agree with them. That's not how it should be, but that's that's what our culture is right now because of the mainstream media. Um, so first you have to acknowledge and accept that. <laughs> um, and second, you have to, what, what I had to find out, I, I've never really been a person that like really cares or like takes things to heart of like what people think of me. And so that I kind of had to, you know, really come like have a heart to heart with myself. And I was, I was kind of sitting there thinking like, okay, before I do this, um, like how, how much does my freedom and my values and, and truth to me? And so you kind of have to get over yourself. And I don't mean that in like a rude way, but like you, you do, you have to get over yourself and you have to, you have to realize that the message you are going to spread the truth um, is way more important than what people are going to think of you. And it's way more important than you, you uh, not being able to speak out and, you know, you know, you wanting to stay silent instead. So, um, but in terms of getting started, um, I, I mean, I, I started, I, I couldn't stay silent anymore. So I was reposting things on my Instagram and that's why I created my new Instagram to kind of dedicate, uh, that space to that. Um, and it's really blessed me, um, so I would start there. I mean, social media is a great tool um, and it could kind of get people's, you know, if that's not normally something they expect from you. It could kind of get them thinking about, oh, maybe I should look into this more. You know, maybe I should go down this rabbit hole or ask this person, um, can you give me some more um, links or articles or information about this? Because I don't know much about it. I want to be informed. I want to know the truth, stuff like that. And then you can kind of give them the resources. So that's super important. And then you know, just, just conversations. If it comes up, just speak, speak the truth and, um, get involved. You know, I'm, I'm the event coordinator for speak truth without fear. It's a, they have a big platform on Instagram and I'm on their team. And, you know, we do a lot of work like that. Um, we do Instagram lives where we bring a bunch of people on and they, they talk through current events, stuff like that. And, you know, if someone's on Instagram, they're scrolling and they, they hop in, um, you know, we could, we can help them out. We can give them information they've been looking for. So it's just getting involved like that. And, and we have a great community platform that we, you know, we have those discussions. And so, um, you know, I would start talking to people on social media, talking to people at work um, because it's, it's so important. And even as I said, it's easier to talk to someone who's on the fence than long gone. So, um, you know, even just having those conversations and um, just connecting with people, that's really going to help you out. So let me ask you this, sir. Any aspirations to run for political office? 
Oh my gosh. I've been asked this a lot and I, right now, no. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like the commentary space um, and I really like what I'm doing now with Speak Truth Without Fear. Um, so I, I think I'm going to stick to that space right now. I mean, maybe one day, <laughs> but probably not anytime soon, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> And that's fine. And I was just—I figured I'd throw that out there just, just, to, just to see. But uh, and what I was thinking about was how I think that there will be uh, kind of a turning over of the, some of these offices, and I think it's going to be sure. from from politicians—not even politicians—from American citizens that we either haven't heard of or, or we wouldn't have thought of would run for political office. I, I noticed that a lot of people in Texas were kind of let down because Matthew McConaughey decided not to run for governor, um, it, which is interesting. I, and it would be an interesting political race by far, at least in my opinion. Um, but that leads me to wonder if he's got his eyes set on something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I really, I mean, I heard the headlines. I didn't really look into that because I, I kind of knew, I was like, I don't think this is going to last. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel like once people actually get into it, they're like, okay, this is a lot more than I was expecting. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't and, know about that one. It, it's, it's, you know, people, you, you see some celebrities that kind of toy with politics. And then I think about, um, well, could they really if they got into a political office, really kind of understand what what they're doing. Because if you look at somebody like Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan was an actor. He was an mm-hmm. actor that became a politician. Um, but Ronald Reagan, if you look back in his in his bio and his history, Ronald Reagan studied government. He stud- because he knew he didn't know it. So he studied, mm-hmm. and that was kind of one of my bigger hangups with Trump. Trump didn't do that. Trump was waiting for somebody to give him the information, at least in my opinion. Ronald Reagan went and studied constitutional law. He went and studied government. He went and studied all the processes that went with it because he knew that was the only way he's gonna, he was going to compete with the career politicians he was running against at the time. And I think we are getting to the point where we have almost an enlightenment, an enlightenment of, of a younger generation, be it the older millennials or younger Gen X, um, that have done their homework and have done have gotten the education to be able to make a difference. I even look at somebody that's older like Rand Paul. Rand Paul is very vocal. Yeah. He's very, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's to me, he's a libertarian and a conservative in Republican clothing. And unfortunately, yeah. when he tries uh, up till the, the whole, this current environment, he would try to pass legislation and do different things, but they'd shove him in a corner, you know, and not yeah. pay any attention to him. But now he's making a lot of noise. <laughs> Right, but now he's making a lot of noise that makes a lot of sense. Right, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think that that we need more. We need more vocal people. We need, um, and and every demographic, every age group, every generation needs to take a vested interest. Otherwise, the path that we're heading down is an authoritarian government yeah. that bypasses the constitution. And it's going to be very, very difficult to turn that train around. Would you yeah. agree? I, I would <clears throat> totally agree. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's troubling times. It's interesting times, but I think there's a lot of possibility, and hopefully, hopefully, we get some some more positive movements like yours, 
mm-hmm. going forward over the next you know three four years. Riley, yeah. I, I I thank you for joining me here today. I appreciate your time. How would how would people how would people connect with you uh, if they wanted to connect with you? Um, so real quick on your authoritarian note, I was I was thinking about oh, this okay. as um, I know we email back and forth about the topics and stuff, and I I was uh, going to Missouri with my husband to visit some friends. Um, we were listening to Ben Shapiro, and he was talking about um, you know how authoritarianism comes from the institutions. So it's, it's more of like born from the media because every major institution right now is kind of lying to us about basically everything they can get their hands on. You know, we see it with court cases and criminality and stuff. So so that kind of reminded me of that. Um, but, you know, there, there's a montage out there that has clips of like different news channels um, and talk shows, stuff like that, where it literally has a quick blip of it, like before before or after the show. Um, that says brought to you by Pfizer, you know, and so you've seen that. So when I think about that, I'm like, so no wonder these companies aren't, they're not reporting actual truth and they're not reporting um, the viewer's best interest in mind because they're bought out, they're sponsored, they're paid by these institutions that, you know, are kind of birthing this authoritarian movement. So, um, so yeah, that that just reminded me of that because you know they like to twist facts and falsify facts, and then you get shamed and penalized and canceled if you go against that or you do, you don't want to support that. So yep. yeah, we have yeah. to be and, very careful. And the, the whole we have two classes now: we have the elite class and everybody else. Yep. And and that it shouldn't be that way. Um, and really, there shouldn't be a class system to begin with. Everybody should be. I think it just, we, we all have the same opportunities. It's what you make of the opportunity. Right. Yes. Um, but, but you know, the, the, the government, our government was supposed to be for the people by the people and we're way far away from that. Yeah. <laughs> we're learning, uh, we have a constitution class with speak truth without fear. And so we've been, you know, and, and I thought I knew a lot about it and I've been learning literally so much that I didn't know. And it's, you know, states have so much more power than they, they want us to believe. And, yep. um, you know, states are so sovereign and we, we have we have the right to say no. And I mean, we see all these court cases uh, with with states suing the federal government for these mandates. And it's like, why? That's like you stealing my car when I'm on vacation. And when I get back from vacation, I have to take you to court to get my car back. Like, I don't have to sue. I don't have to sue you for. I don't see you to try to get back something that was already mine. You know what right, I mean? So, right. so like, it's, it's just crazy how, uh, how far this has gone. And yeah, I mean, we, we really yeah. do need to get back to our roots, get back to the constitution because that's the only thing that separates us from what's happening in Australia and what's happening, you know, in the rest of the world. So, yeah, I mean, if you yeah. look at it, you got, you got what's, uh, what's going on in Australia, but in Germany, they just put a extreme left, socialist government in play i think i read about that yeah i saw a video of something crazy happening over there yeah Yeah. it's it's there's got to be a shift or you know civilizations (laughs) have collapsed for less yeah exactly and thank god for the 2a the second amendment (laughs) i mean that's something that's separating us from a lot of countries right now so yep but absolutely So I go back to my original, my, my previous question. Yeah. How does anybody Sorry. connect with you? No, that's fine. Um, so I'm on Instagram. It's at real life, Rye, R E I. Um, 
that's just my nickname. So real life Rye. And then um, that's basically, I don't have a Twitter. Um, I have okay. like a personal Facebook. So it's mostly Instagram. And okay. then um, I'm also, there's also the Speak Truth Without Fear Instagram at Speak Truth Without Fear. Um, I do a lot of work for them and their team. So I'm always in their events and um, involved with that. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. And if anybody wants to connect with Riley and you, and you can't find her on Instagram, just, just drop a comment or send me a DM. I'd be happy to um, connect you. Um, you know, we've talked about and unpacked a whole lot in this podcast episode, and we probably could keep going for another hour. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if if anybody has any questions, if you want to know how to get involved with Riley's group or some other some other of these, these Patriot groups, um, you know, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the, about this podcast episode and the information that we provide. And if you think anybody would get any kind of value out of it, just share it. You know, that's the, that's the only fee for, for this podcast, no commercials. So, you know, share it with, with everybody that you can. So Riley, again, I thank you. I appreciate your time and I hope we're able to connect again here in the future. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jason. This was really fun. So I appreciate Great. it. Great. Awesome. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great night. See ya.